Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Code and Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in to another edition of Buff Coat and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. I am Clay Cunningham, joined as always by my co-host, Adam Kurtz. And before we get into I just got to comment. Some strange times we're living in here, Adam. So the other day, I went on a date with a woman who told me she liked to get high by sticking marijuana into her vagina. I mean, I've heard of a clam bake before, but this is ridiculous! Uh, I wish you'd mentioned these jokes in a pre-show no way. meeting of no some way. sort. Can I, can I just something, if you, I mean, to add to the patheticness, I probably came up with that premise and that punchline probably three years ago, but only recently that I, because I, I don't know, like in the joke, I was always imagining like some like back alley show that involved a joint and I was like, no, that doesn't work. And then somebody somebody made reference to enemas recently, and it was like, boom, eureka moment, the light bulb. And uh, and it turns out women actually do that. So it's topical as well. And um, wow. yeah, hell, sitting on three years and buy gum, judging by the side-splitting reaction I got from you and presumably the audience, <laughs> I think it was worth it. But, um, well, that's some time wasting on an episode where we've actually... Got some additional stuff to talk about. Uh, well, this week um, we're doing kind of a compare and contrast, like an old episode with a new episode, and they're interconnected ones. Uh, I guess almost you could say a direct direct sequels. Uh, the episode we're starting with the episodes Friday night and another Friday night. But before we start that, Adam, here's a well. I mean, it's not exactly a new news item, really. I mean, at the point, I mean, we're it's it happened like two weeks um, after or before we actually recorded this, and it's obviously going to be older by the time it's out, but um, the Disgust Beavis and Butthead reboot, we got uh, a little information recently from a tweet from show creator Mike Judge on January 4th. He tweeted out, Beavis and Butthead will be returning this year with a brand new movie and more on Paramount+. Plus. No exact date yet, but soon. They need some time to get back in shape, and he included some stills that uh, actually naturally developed a lot of talking it amongst the fan base it's uh photos of beavis and butthead as old men uh butthead is uh bald morbidly obese and beavis really looks about the same but about 60 years older basically um so i guess before we get into i just adam what are your thoughts on um i guess the prospects of uh old beavis and old butthead uh being the shapes they take uh in the return it'll be interesting i don't know if um you know, maybe that's just used for a like a flash forward or something like that. It'll be interesting just to see where it goes or if that's going to be like the time period it's set in. So um, I don't know. I don't know what I think of that. It'll be it's intriguing. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning, too. Like um, if you remember in the original reboot, uh, one of the first episodes was the episode Crying, which ends with Beavis and Butthead in a nursing home. Um, and Beavis kind of like mocking Butthead after he's choked to death. I don't remember a lot of specifics. I don't know that episode really well, but you could have presumably sent out stills of that shot 
for that first episode, and everybody was like, oh, wow, this is what is this going to take place in a retirement home? When in reality, that was just a small part of the episode. Yeah. So who, I mean, who really knows uh, what it's going to be? But I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, to, I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, I'll watch it. I've kind of got mixed reactions on just reboots as a whole. Plus, I mean, I don't know if we'll feel compelled to talk about it after just what a nightmare it was for us to put together Beavis and Butthead to America. But, um, well, I mean, yeah, there's some information. And, um, yeah. Yeah, speaking of do America, I mean, you same thing. You know, you could have sent out that picture of uh, the uh, characters, uh, that Letterman uh, voice. Yes. You know, the mm-hmm. older versions is the same type. Of thing, and that's that's so. kind of what the old butthead looks like, too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, it's it's something interesting to look forward to. But uh, enough of that right now. That's in the future. Let's uh, now go back to the past, Adam, and get into our discussion of the Friday night episodes. Uh, the first one is entitled Friday Night. It aired July 14th, 1993. It was the seventh episode of season two, written by Glenn Eichler, Mike Judge, and Joe Stillman, and directed by Mike Judge, the synopsis. A female biker involves Beavis and Butthead in one of her crimes. Adam, what are your thoughts on Friday night? Um, can we insert Katy Perry's Friday night just like lightly in the background when we're talking it's, about I mean, this? You're, you're the editor, so I believe you're... Okay. you're well, I will. Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, the episode, I, I of course, I enjoy and uh, it brings back personal memories as well and i think that's why we do a lot of these is to mm-hmm. rekindle old glory days if you will which i think going back to your initial joke that you waited so long to tell and uh that man <laughs> i had to mute my mic because i was laughing it so was hard. rewarding to see you hyperventilating no one no one i mean we're professionals so we edited it out but yeah yes um I think this show in general is just a platform for you to compile these little bits into some sort of like stand-up routine or show, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, so Beavis and Butthead start off their Friday nights. Uh, they're loaded up with condoms. <laughs> They've got them ready to rock. Um, they proceed then to go to the Maxi Mart yes. and stand around and... Um, I really enjoyed them just watching the hot dog roller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really got a big kick out of that. Um, then they hit on an old lady who was microwaving a chili burger. <laughs> Butthead declared that as kind of scoring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, time is time passes, and a hot biker chick walks in, and they are pumped. Mm-hmm. Um in this circumstance, so they almost kind of get kicked out um, and ask if they're going to uh, purchase something or not. And I think, or am I getting this confused with another Friday night? I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm racking my brain here because the episodes both take place in the Maxi Mart, mm-hmm. but the biker chick basically use the, uses them as mules to get uh, goods out of the convenience store, um, and. Uh, the biker chick throws coffee in the guy's face. The convenience store clerk, our guy. Our guy. You know, we, we like him. Mm-hmm. And, and he gets coffee in the face. And uh, they get away with the food. <laughs> the the uh, I found this strange. So, like, both of these episodes, Beavis and Butthead, I mean, 
they weren't really nice to the women, but like they aren't completely degrading. I guess they, yeah. of course, like really worship the biker chick. Um, and I really enjoyed that she almost pulled a poochie. Like at the end, she's like, I got, I must go. <laughs> My planet needs me. <laughs> yes. But she, she rolled it into the joke. I have more important things to do, like uh, get gas mm-hmm. um, and just leaves the boys, um, which they consider this night as a whole a win. Um, they, they didn't do anything except get caught shoplifting, I guess, but they scored in their mind a couple of times and they were, uh, Still had the condoms and looking forward to tomorrow night, Saturday night. So, um, a, a victory for the boys uh, overall yes. on on Friday night. On the on the yeah the the very the, the Beavis and Butthead scale, yeah, you could call it a, a victory. Um, this one, uh, you know, I've kind of talked in the past about you know my feelings on early episodes, and this is you know very early. This is season two compared to new ones, and I talk about like a lot of the voice acting. I think how how much better that got, but it's also I just think, I mean, this episode's got some laughs, like the yeah the the chili burger, yeah, just asking like chili burger, huh? And then Beavis said, like, "Did you get some?" And just yeah, sort of. <laughs> and um, yeah, Beavis, you know, calling a condom a condominium is also the just one of those dumb wordplay jokes. But it's kind of, I think it, it loses some points for me because it, it's just. A lot of these times in these early episodes, it doesn't feel like they're fully comfortable in their own skin. Like from a writing standpoint, there's always like these big gestures, you know, just like the you know, like the da, 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 which they do a lot. And then yeah. just the end, like the big, in fact, Saturday night, which is yes. like in the same tenor as, uh, well, as the same tenor of Frog, Frog baseball. baseball. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think just kind of, yeah those later episodes kind of like let their personalities shine more organically than these early ones where it's sort of like the big, you know, they have like the big gestures. And also um, as far as like, yeah, like the biker chick, I remember when we talked, we gave our scathing critiques of the first two episodes. And I remember you mentioned you didn't like blood drive because it felt too cartoony because there's a lot of stuff like hit him, hitting someone with a blood bag and it just kind of exploding. And I felt a little bit of that with the shoplifting scene because she just like takes a bunch of goods and stuffs them in their shirts. And it just, it's very, like, I mean, I don't know. I'll get your thoughts on that. If, if it just, if, if that, if you thought that was the two cartoony criteria for yourself. You know, I, uh, I, I want to come across as relatable and not a big fat cat like you sitting on mountains of cash. Uh-huh. So I had to watch this video on Daily Motion. So I, I pirated the episode. I'm I'm sorry. Even though it was probably available otherwise, the quick Google search gave me the Daily Motion, and they zoom in like eight thousand mm-hmm. percent. So maybe I'm taking away. You know, it's like when uh, the Simpsons were on Disney Plus in the oh, sixteen yeah. by nine instead of the four by three. So yeah, I, I got what you said. I didn't get it as much as uh, you know as. I mean, their shirts were overflowing, yes, yeah. but uh, that didn't bother me. I did, it didn't didn't bother me. Much. It, it wasn't as bad as the one you mentioned. And yes, it mentioned what a fat cat I am. My, my computer's literally sitting on a microwave and flat screen TV box that I've combined together because I can't afford a desk. So yes, you're, that is a, a great assessment. But also, like with the biker chick too, I think. I mean, it's obvious that yeah, like this is the type of woman that's going to be able to, you know. Sedu- like get them to do their bidding but 
I mean, it was always like, it's kind of like Lolita and Tanqueray, but I always felt like Lolita and Tanqueray were better written characters. And I think, and that, I think that's kind of because, you know, the episodes, at least that we talked about, were down the line when the writing was smoother and better. And um, yeah, that's it. And I'll say, even it is kind of cartoony when they're both on the bike and they like speed away too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel as that that would have happened either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, um, well, I, I, I kind of got the sense where you were going when you mentioned this earlier, but like the relatability, I think we've talked about it before, but like a lot of times, well, first off, I, I mean, I've been a gas station cashier before and the line where the cashier says, eh, there's never enough dimes. That's a, a deeply relatable problem. Dimes were <laughs> an absolute nuisance, but there always kind of are these dipshits hanging around these kind of places. And as you'll remember correctly, when I was working there, oftentimes that dipshit was you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Basically, if you put one of them in the cashier role um, and insert Casey's general store instead of the Maxi Mart, um, yeah, that's pretty much us. An unbelievable amount of hours sat in the you know probably for friday nights saturday nights yeah i'd like to say that i was just keeping the hill jacks away from you you know i was keeping you sane sure. in a land full of uh bums and hillbillies oh wow but, uh, swipe side swipe at our hometown <laughs> i i'm pulling a j-lo here i don't be fooled by the rocks or the desk that i've got mm. <laughs> i'm still adam from insert hometown name yeah that's a uh... Repping the golden triangle as always. But yeah, it's uh, the episode, it's okay. Like a lot of these early episodes, you know, I'm not a big fan of. This one, I mean, I can watch. It's certainly not a favorite, but yeah, I, I, I kind of get the sense that's sort of your, your feeling too. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it hits a couple of the hallmarks that they're normal for. The hot dog thing, I really enjoyed. But <laughs> just because they did a double take, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but... Some good stuff. Some good stuff for sure. Yep. But, um, alright, uh, we got a five block of music videos here. Um, we have Rico Suave by Geraldo... How do you pronounce that? My... Gerardo, oh, Gerardo, right? Geraldo Majat... My, I don't know. M-E- I think it was just Gerardo. Is a... I see M E J I A. You know, it, it, well, uh, yeah, it's it's Rico Suave. Everybody knows the song. Yeah. Um, there's, I, it's just Gerardo is what I always thought he went. I by, but... that sounds familiar now that you say it. Yes, but then there's a I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow, Crazy Love by Grunstruck, I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad, and She Kissed Me by Terrence Trent Darby. Adam, what was your takeaway from the video segment? Uh, Rico Suave, man, uh, just a fantastic, that's right up Eves and Butthead's alley as far as the video goes, maybe not the music. Um, they did ask what a gigolo was in that, I can't remember what, I didn't write down what Butthead's response was, I think he just said it was a fat guy. Um, then uh, I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow, I like the whoa, almost like they were enjoying it, but then it was a whoa, this yeah. sucks. <laughs> um. And it sucks too. That was Beavis's rebuttal. <laughs> um, Butthead brought up the candy wacky wafers. I'd never heard of wacky wafers. Have you? Mm-mm, no. Made by uh, now Nestle, but it was a brand uh, 
I looked it up. Uh, they went by the Willy Wonka brand to coincide when the movie came out, but just like uh, almost kind of like Neckos is what I'm guessing. Um, Grunt truck uh, from Seattle. Would you believe it? Man, that <laughs> yeah. was a chin rock band that I'd never heard of. But man, you knew exactly what like era it was. Mm-hmm. That they were all for it. But man, that song sucked. Um, <laughs> and then. Big shout out to Color Me Bad, Snow, Kenny G, and George yep. Michael. I mean, Snow from the super group of fame. suck. <laughs> uh, George Michael, great voice. Kenny G, I just watched the Bill Simmons uh, Music Box Kenny G episode a couple weeks ago too. Interesting stuff, man. The jazz community hates Kenny G. It's really odd. I, I but. The guy keeps on trucking, and he uh, makes a living doing what he do, doing what he does. But I want to sex you up <laughs> by Snow, Kenny G, and George Michael. <laughs> and then I, I really love these videos because Terrence Trent Darby, that was a big cry from Wishing Well. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, there? it was a, like a more rocking tune. Was supposed to. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'd not heard a lot of Terrence Trent Darby's collection. And, uh, but man, he really, uh, that was a 180 from what I was expecting. And that wishing, uh, not wishing well, but that song, uh, she kissed me video does show a little bit of, even though it's early on, there's the boys are still in our Beavis at least shows his innocence here. Um, cause buttheads like, uh, wouldn't it be cool if you could get girls to do whatever that you wanted them to? Mm-hmm. And Beavis is like, yeah, like chores yep. mowing the lawn <laughs> which is just great to to shows they're they're not all evil and they're just innocent at times so but yeah i liked the videos in this one super super band super group of suck yes you hit on pretty much everything i'd written down except i would say like rico suave got the channel change which surprised me not like you said not because of the song but i mean there's a I mean, there's a lot of good-looking ladies in that video. I mean, the, yeah, the song's just about, you know, that dude's ability to score. You would, I mean, I was kind of surprised that they, they were apparently put off by the video. But, um, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you hit, yeah, the, the him, him saying Color Me Bad, yeah, the super group of suck with that trio you picked, that was uh, uh, one of the best jokes of the entire episode, honestly, just like, whether it's the, the episode itself or the videos. And um, and yes, I, I, I noted that that thing too with him doing chores. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's just kind of, yeah, it, it's, it does paint them. You do get a sense of their innocence. I mean, they're morons and they'll probably grow up to be dangerous people. But like Beavis himself, there, there, there is a little bit of charm to him, especially like in those kind of situations. But um you know, um, the more I think real life experience that I um, real life put in quotation marks, but the more in my own life I interact with people from all different backgrounds, I think you really can see how like you can tell the people that were misguided and had no chance but have a good heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Beavis falls into that category, but with a little assistance, I feel like Beavis has that in him yeah it's but i I think he's got like a serious like he's probably schizophrenic honestly so i think it's probably but (laughs) but just like in his own right side of mind yeah he's not not the worst kid in the world really 
But um, hey, and good news, Grun Trucks still active. Okay, that's uh, well, I, I mean, if they're out there touring in this, you know, never-ending nightmarish COVID hellscape, maybe I'll you know try to track down tickets to see crazy. I I don't remember any. I mean, I list like I don't remember anything from that video. I mean, I probably watched it a week ago and nothing. But but maybe maybe they're a good live band. You never know. Metal Injection ranked the grunge truck at number four on their 10 heaviest grunge band list in 2017. So, well, yeah. Well, they, I guess they did something right, but um, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I've got, that's all I got to say on Friday night, unless you have something to add. Nope, that's it. Then we will take our midway point break and we will return for our discussion of another Friday night right after these words from the good folks at Anchor. One of them calls himself Butthole. The other one's name is Joe, I think. And, uh, what did these boys look like? I believe they were Oriental. Back for part two, Buff Coat and Beaver, Clay Cunningham, Adam Kurtz. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, actually, um, at, you know, I normally like to do bits, as you talked about, but I must confess... Um, initially our plan was to record two episodes in one day and we didn't do it. Now, not actually the audience doesn't know that, but, um, but you did. And we like to be authentic, you know, but like, unfortunately, like the bit I have is actually kind of contingent on doing two in one day. So I don't know if you want me to do it or. Yeah, go for okay. It. Well, well. Um, basically, I was. It, it was going to start. I was going to say. I'm not even going to do it. I'm just going to describe what it was to be a complete waste of time. It was, um, as you as you know, and our audience don't like for whatever reason. In the last few weeks, I've really taken pleasure in doing a. Uh, we'll call it a subpar Rodney Dangerfield impression, and I was just going to say, first time we've done two in one day, and boy, it's rough. I tell you. And then, but I also have a Rodney Dangerfield like routine. If sure, okay, it's uh, oh, even as a kid, I didn't get no respect. As a boy, I was so ugly, my dad told me I'd have to shove a pork chop up his ass just to get the dog to play with me. Oh, it was rough, I tell you. Yeah, but dude, that's think in one episode, we've had weed inserted vaginally and pork inserted anally like some my mom listens to this show and somewhere she's i I guarantee she's sitting just like that is my son so (laughs) staring into the distance a single tear running down her face yes you did well by me ma but anyway adam uh well now that the fun part now now that that part's over uh tell us about another friday night i was gonna say do you think she's more disturbed by the fact that you're using a microwave and empty TV box as a desk or the uh, orifice jokes? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, definitely the orifice jokes. I, I, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I think I have a lot of evidence to support that, that claim. But, you know, when the episode Fair comes enough. out, if she listens, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to let you know. All right. How about if 15 people come up to your mom and say how big of a disgrace you are, you'll shave part of your stash <laughs> oh, oh, well that's uh i mean i i, I sh- <laughs> sure <laughs> what whatever uh, that means 
Another Friday night episode aired August 7th, 1995. It is season 5, episode 37, written by Christopher Brown and Mike Judge. And Beavis and Butthead attempt to pick up women at Maximart, but the police end up getting involved. Clayton, take it away. Yeah, so you know, a big thing I mentioned was just like how I liked you know these episodes where things kind of happen organically, and I, I think we get a great example of this right off the bat because like in the first one you mentioned you know them holding condoms before the we're gonna score thing, and it's not like you know I mean I didn't have like an issue with that per se, but it kind of I don't know there's there's something that feels weirdly kind of predatory almost with them just like hell yeah I don't I don't know if predatory is the right word but. Um, it lacks some of the innocence, like the sexual innocence that I really like with Beavis and Butthead. And uh, sure. here, you know, and it just starts to like, it also like there's no buildup. They're just at the Maxi Mart for their, uh, <laughs> their standard Friday night routine. And um, uh, they both debate uh, going to talk to a woman who's entered the, enter the store um, they, they say we're going to score it cuts presumably to a music video and then it comes back. Um, and the woman's gone and they're literally just still standing in the same spot. <laughs> Haven't moved an inch. <laughs> so it's just like, they don't have the guts to follow through, but they don't kind of realize how sad it is almost. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Beavis talked a big game like he's definitely going over there to talk and then <laughs> Yeah. Just just kind of forgot about yeah. it. He just didn't or, do it. Just, yeah, it, it's such a weird like any other show it would just seem like weird to say, but like yeah, it, it's just so fitting that they just they don't do anything and the woman's just gone. But and I just I and I like all that it just the episode basically just starts because at this point we know who the characters are. We don't need like the big, they're just, that's, this is their Friday routine. Like we can see how pathetic it is. We don't need anything. I think beyond just the story, the basic storytelling uh, to show. I think you could go back to your beef with them having the condoms though. I mean, with Beavis calling them condominiums, they had no idea. They, they had no idea how to use those or yeah. probably even what they're for at that. You know what I mean? Like, so there's still some innocence, but yes, I understand like the possession of it. But yeah, that's, it, I don't, I don't think they have any idea what they're holding or why they have it. No. And it's like, it's not something like, it's not, I, I wouldn't even say like it upset me. I just kind of like it better. I feel like what I like about the characters is better is better displayed when they're just kind of standing there instead of like, like it's, sure. it's, it's, it's like another one of these big gestures, but I think it looks like I actually jumped the gun here. Um, I guess this is the episode where the cashier complains how there's never enough damn dimes, but um, so, yes, I got Yeah. I was mixing them up too. Yeah. But, um, so he goes back in the back cause he's working alone, kind of leaves it unattended. And, uh, these two, uh, hot ladies come in and uh, ask for service and butthead kind of sensing an opportunity and knowing like he has cashier experience at burger world assumes he can, can just jump in and do it which he can't and uh, and just naturally like there's a surveillance camera in the back and uh, the cashier sees them back there and just naturally assumes that they're being robbed <laughs> and um yeah he and they're armed yes <laughs> and uh, oh almost like you know, kind of like a modern day thing, just like, oh yeah, hell, aren't all kids armed with the, you know, yeah. the ongoing gun control debate, which um, 
Well, we'll we'll, we'll maybe get into that later. I know we both have hot hot passionate discussions towards like gun control, right? Hot passionate's not the right word. This is rambling. I'm going to go back to the show. I apologize. But um um and so yeah, the um the cops eventually show up after it's call after, after they're called and um you know, they, they just immediately start negotiating with Beavis and Butthead. Like, nobody bothers to see they don't have a gun. They just instantly just like, yeah, tell us our demands. And uh, they immediately, Beavis and Butthead, ask for nachos, burritos, <laughs> corn nuts, string cheese, and some stuff for these two chicks, which, of course, presumably everything they want is right there in the store. <laughs> um, just, uh, yeah, that's, that's a great little detail. And... Um, well, so this one kind of has a different problem. Like, I, I like this episode a lot. I don't think it's a classic, but I think there's like a lot of fun. It, it's just a lot of fun. I say, but it kind of has a different problem with the last one. Like, as far as like the female characters, um, they're like in this weird life and death situation and don't really have anything to say. It's just they're mostly just kind of like the first woman asks for help. And then I think that's pretty much the only line they have, which, I mean, I mean, it's not like a huge criticism, but it just feels like there would have been, you know, naturally you would think... Or they would have exited, yeah, you know. Or just had some kind of reaction. But that said, um, I always, you know, I'm always a fan. Like, at some point it got to the point where they were playing rock music in there. Like, and uh, Butthead is trying to seduce one of the women's, like, well, he has a hot dog and naturally say, would you like a wiener or something of that sort? And then Beavis, and I'm I'm always a big fan of that that, that punch and kick dance he does, where it's just like the rapid fires. <laughs> yes. And I my favorite part of the whole episode is, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, the woman who's there gets into it and starts like lightly dancing with him like and i love the way they present it because they cut back to the uh the cashier in the back and he's just like where the hell are the cop and you can see just a shot and it looks like she just slightly moves like is she into the and then they cut in and then she's just doing like this like moving her arms up and down while beavis is doing like his frantic thing and i I don't know why exactly, but it felt i felt so good for beavis there because it's like you said like <laughs> You know, when he's in his right mind, I mean, he's stupid and he's got a lot of bad, but he, he's he's a decent enough guy. And it was just, that's probably the closest thing to a romantic win he gets in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the girls weren't completely disgusted by them. Um, would you have, uh, with your cashiering abilities, had you ever come across a situation like this? Um, like where you had a chance to step up and like, man, I know how to work that, that machine. Um, step aside. You mean, you mean, like, did I go into another store? And do it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Weirdly enough, um, cashiering, I think is, uh, I'm sure there are people who have passion for it, but it, it I, I, I gotta imagine the amount of people who do it for a living don't look for, you know, freelance opportunities to do it on the side. But, uh, you know, that's. Of course, if I was like, you know, a 15-year-old butthead and I thought it could help me get with an older woman, I mean, maybe I would have. Um, True. But yeah, the episode ends, like eventually the cashier has just had enough and he comes up, like, and he throws the boys out. 
Um, and then the cops search them and realize they don't have a gun and they arrest him uh, for a false report. Now this, I mean, I guess you could maybe kind of feel bad for, but I think this is some of the least sympathy I have for this guy because, I mean, he did file a false report. I mean... He gets his ass kicked, handed to him, really, in both episodes. Of co- hot coffee in the face, and then uh, the cops kind of beat him on the way out Yeah, when they uh, shove him in the car. So, yeah. But, yeah, he did threaten the boys with a gun, too, so... Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, probably the least sympathy I've had for him, and then just, yeah, yeah, the episode kind of ends. Like I said, I don't, I mean, not, not, I wouldn't call it a classic episode again, but yeah, it's breezy fun, and I think we, that's kind of the difference, where just everything kind of happens organically. There, you could see the show is more comfortable just being the show, as a point, I think, like, a lot of things I talked about, like the, the screaming and the, and all that, I think is, it is kind of, symbolic of a show trying to find its voice here they have the voice and um um i i think it, it, it the story is told well but um yeah what your your overall impressions of the episode yeah i liked it um i liked it better than the original friday night Ooh, uh, spoiler alert for the end i know sorry um but yeah you hit on all the points i i <laughs> I just keep thinking of you just stepping in and being a hero and where's the cashier when we need one? And that's exactly what Butthead did there. But uh, yeah, the clerk getting beat up at the end, I enjoyed too. And I, the, the cops, you should be proud of yourself, boys. And um, yeah, I like how the cops instantly had guns pointed right on Beavis and Butthead too. There was no attempt to go in or anything. It was yeah, just, it's just, we've got the snipers lined up. Um, how about the music videos? What are your thoughts? Are there just two, Janet Jackson, You Want This, and Wax, California? Um, well, yeah, we already talked about how we got to see some innocent Beavis in the first batch, and here uh, we get signs of both uh, Fecophiliac Beavis and Pyromaniac Beavis um, in the uh, the Janet Jackson video. Um, uh, there was talk about, I mean, because it takes place in a hotel, and it's just kind of, it's a... As the title would suggest, it's a suggestive, su- sexually suggestive type song, and I think there's just talk about you know like having whores sent up to a hotel room and um, <laughs> or, or, or just yeah, it, room service yeah. with the side of poop. <laughs> yeah, yes, and then yeah, yeah. Beavis mentions how yeah he would want to, yeah have poop sent up to the room, which an angry butthead claims quote sent my boner into the ground <laughs> and. Um, and another one, like another great uh, Beavis dance here, which he called is is my monkey boy. I I love I I love the vocal delivery and just the dance itself. Like I don't know how he had the like he's just he's on the side of the couch, like parched like a gargoyle. Like he just simply like like he has just has his fingernails in the couch supporting his whole weight, just frantically humping <laughs> the side of the couch. And um, uh, Butthead's appalled. Yes, uh, tells him to get down, to which Phoebus uh, cleverly replies, Says, I, am. I am getting down. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, a, it's, it's a good, just, uh, and just the, the animation, we just see Beavis in that just completely unnatural position and his butt just thrusting violently <laughs> forward is, is really good stuff. And um, yeah, Wax, um, I don't know if you'd seen this video before, I vaguely remembered nope. it, but... Um, the whole thing basically consists of a man in slow motion running on fire, which um, immediately, like, like Beavis is outright having like a, 
I'd call it a religious out of body experience here, just like, like oh, oh, and then I, there's one point like butt butthead threatens to change the channel. I just I don't have the exact piece like butthead. I swear, you know, if you change the channel, like he's just like he can't even talk about like he's so completely hypnotized, and like he got into it to the point where butthead had to slap him, and he came out and oh, poor Beavis didn't even remember what he saw. I um I did like the only thing I'd have to add to that in the Janet Jackson um in talking about the jeans uh <laughs> they they called bugle boy jeans bunghole boy jeans <laughs> one I just haven't thought of bugle boy jeans in the longest time and then the immediate spin of bunghole boys is that still a brand? Um, yeah. Are they still around? I don't know. I, you know, that's one to look up too. I, I haven't seen a pair probably since I was in middle school. Um, but uh, they brought it up here, and that was a great memory. So, does Bugle Boy still make jeans? As of 2018, Bugle Boy brand is no longer in well, use. Well, that's, uh, I don't know. Is there any way we could get, do we have the reach to get it back? In, in uh, <laughs> looking at some of these the, I hopefully do very high waisted a lot of acid wash so yeah yes. well I mean if you're out there and you're listening uh, and you want to get it going I mean you can I mean I brought it up but I have to admit I have to say now that I talk I really don't care so yeah I don't either I mean you can get some on eBay for uh, 19 bucks well that's a uh... You know what? Maybe if if the mood strikes someday, maybe maybe I'll make that purchase. But, oh, uh, thank you. And and then yeah, and then then maybe I'll have some passion for it. But now again, yeah, if if you're out there listening, you want to fine, but it doesn't mean anything to me. Um, well, <laughs> we've we've discussed. I think we we both know the answer here. But Adam, uh, favorite episode of the two? Another Friday night. Uh, the sequel beats the original. Yes, um, I I would concur. It is a, a rare instance where uh, the sequel, I think, does outdo uh, the original. It's the Terminator 2 of Beavis and Butthead, I would say. But, um, well, that's uh, we appear to have come to the end of another, uh, I'll say, dynamite episode, I think. I was going to say rabble-rousing. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I, I, I think I really, I'm hoping I really get people, to, like, that was basically... I feel like when I came up with the actual body to put, that's kind of what the South Park guys felt when they came up with the fish sticks joke. If you remember that one, the, <laughs> that's uh, that after three years of sitting on it, boy, it was it was a relief. But you know, like you said, I'm just here to launch my comedy career. But I, I'm happy to talk Beavis and Butthead all the same. And if you would like to talk to Beavis and Butthead with us, you can reach us. Uh, through email at buffcoatandbeaverpod at gmail.com or at Facebook at buffcoatandbeaverpod or on Twitter at buttholeandjoe. Um, That's it for part two. Uh, The second episode of season three, we will be back next week with uh, kind of a more broad theme. These are just general mischief episodes, uh, one of which I am really looking forward to talking to. Well, really both, both, but one in particular. We will be discussing the episodes The Pipe of Doom and Tired. But, um, Adam, I don't know if you, if you have some cool saying or whatever you want to lay on the listeners before we call her a week. Nope.
All right. Well, 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 thank you as always for listening, and uh, we'll be back next time.